The Anatomy of Story, Chapter 6, Continuing Story World Technique, The Vehicle A major reason journey stories feel fragmented, besides having too many arenas, is that the hero encounters a number of opponents in succession on the road. That's why one of the keys to making the journey story work is the vehicle in which the hero travels. Simple rule of thumb is this, the bigger the vehicle, the more unified the arena. The bigger the vehicle, the easier it is to bring opponents along for the ride. These are the ongoing opponents, and with the hero, they create the single arena within the vehicle. Traveling stories that use large vehicles include Titanic and Ship of Fools, it's a ship, Murder on the Orient Express in 20th Century, Train, and Almost Famous, Bus. The city. The biggest man-made microcosm is the city. It is so big that it breaks the bounds of microcosm and becomes overwhelming. The city has thousands of buildings, millions of people, and yet it is a unique experience of human life, which you must somehow convey in story terms. To codify the vast scope of the city, storytellers shrink the city down to a smaller microcosm. One of the most popular is the institution. An institution is an organization with a unique function, boundaries, set of rules, hierarchy of power, and system of operation. The institution metaphor turns the city into a highly organized military operation where vast numbers of people are defined and relate to one another strictly by their function in the whole. Typically, a writer portraying the city as an institution creates a single large building with many levels and rooms, including one immense room with hundreds of desks in perfect rows. The city as institution is found in The Hospital, American Beauty, Network, Double Indemnity, The Incredibles, and The Matrix. Story World Technique Combining Natural Settings with the City Fantasy uses an opposite approach from the institution to find a metaphor for the city. Instead of locking the city down to a regulated organization, fantasy opens the city up by imagining it as a kind of natural setting, like a mountain or a jungle. One advantage of this technique is that it makes the overwhelming city a single unit with special traits the audience can recognize. But more important, it hints at the tremendous potential of the city for both good and bad. City as Mountain the mountaintop is a common natural metaphor for the city, especially an extremely vertical city like New York. The highest towers, the apex, apex of the mountain, are home to the most powerful and wealthiest. The middle classes live in the middle towers, while the poor crawl about in the low-lying tenements at the mountain's base. Highly stylized crime fantasies such as the Batman, such as the Batman stories, often use the mountain metaphor. City is ocean. A more powerful natural metaphor for the city than the classic but predictable mountain is the ocean. With this metaphor, the writer usually begins on the rooftops, which are gabled so that the audience has the impression of floating on the waves. Then the story dips below the surface to pick up various strands or characters who live at different levels of this three-dimensional world and are typically unaware of the others swimming in this sea. Films as different as Beneath the Rooftops of Paris, Wings of Desire, and Yellow Submarine use this ocean metaphor to great advantage. The city as ocean is also the key metaphor when you want to portray the city in its most positive light, as a playground where individuals can live with freedom, style, and love. In fantasy stories, the main way to do that is to make the city dwellers literally float. Not only does this give them 
the power to fly, but also when characters float, ceilings become floors, nothing is locked down, and people can experience the ultimate freedom that comes from imagining things together. This floating is metaphor is a metaphor for the potential that is hidden within the mundane city. When you approach the predictable world in a new way, suddenly everything becomes possible. In non-fantasy movies that treat the city as an ocean, the effect of floating is created with the eye of the camera. For example, in the beginning of Beneath the Rooftops of Paris, the camera glides along the gabled rooftops then dips below, down below the ocean surface and into an open window. After watching some characters for a while, it swims out of the window and into another window where it picks up another set of characters. All of this is part of the story structure created by the writer and intended to evoke the feeling of an extended community within the vast ocean of the city. Let's look at some stories. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is a story based on the metaphor of city as ocean. Mary floats down from the sky to begin her stay with the bank's household. In the house next door, a ship captain stands on the roof deck of his, quote, ship along with his first mate. From Mary, the children learn that you can float if you love to life the day away, and Bird in the chimney sweeps dance on the rooftops, which he calls the Sea of Enchantment. With bursting energy, they prance on the waves, that is, the gables, and defy gravity until the captain fires a shot from his cannon and, and the sweeps all disappear under the ocean surface until it is time to dance once more. City is jungle. City is jungle is the opposite of the city as ocean. Here, uh, the three-dimensional quality of the city is not liberating, but rather the source of death. Enemies lurk all around, and a fatal attack comes from any direction in an instant. This kind of city is typically close, closely packed, streaming and wet, steaming and wet, with the residents portrayed as animals who differ only in the way they kill. Many detective and cop stories have used this metaphor to s such a degree that it long ago became a cliché. Stories that have used the city as jungle metaphor in more original ways are Pipi Lamoca, that is the Cashba of Algiers, Spider-Man in New York, Batman Begins, Gotham, The Jungle, Chicago, Blade Runner, Los Angeles, M, Berlin, and King Kong, New York. City as Forest. City as Forest is the positive version of the city as jungle. In this technique, the buildings are a scaled-down version of the city, more human, as though people were living in trees. This city looks and feels like a neighborhood or a town in the midst of impersonal towers. When the city is portrayed as a forest, it is usually a utopian vision in which people enjoy the benefits of teeming urban life while living in the coziness of a treehouse. We see this technique in films such as You Can't Take It With You and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a boy's uh, adventure story in New York. The three musketeers start off as professors at a warm town-like university. They work in paranormal studies, which allows them to do all kinds of, kinds of loony experiments with pretty girls. They create a business where they get paid large sums of money for dressing up in cool uniforms driving a souped-up amulet, shooting great gadgets, and living in a firehouse. The firehouse is the ultimate treehouse for boys. 
These boys live in a dorm together where they dream of sexy girls, and when they have a job, they get to slide down the tree trunk or the bean pole and take a wild ride. All kinds of floating are going on in this city. Miniatures. A miniature is a society shrunk down. Miniatures are chaos theory applied to storytelling. They show the audience levels of order. The order of the larger world, which is too difficult to grasp because we can't see it as a whole, is suddenly clarified when made small. All man-made spaces in a story are some form of miniature. The only difference is the scale. Miniature is one of the fundamental techniques of the story world because it is such a good condenser expander. By its very nature, it doesn't show one thing after another in succession. It shows many things at once in all the complexity of their relationships. Miniature has three main uses in the story. It lets the audience see the world of the story as a whole. It allows the author to express various aspects or facets of a character. And final, the, it shows the exercise of power, often of tyranny. Ray and Charles Eames, classic documentary film, The Powers of Ten, shows how miniatures work in a story. From a yard up, we see a couple lying on the grass having a picnic. A split second later, we see the same couple from ten yards up, then a hundred, then a thousand, ten thousand, so on. The perspective increases by powers of 10 until we see vast reaches of outer space from an incomprehensible height. From an incomprehensible height. The perspective quickly telescopes back down to the couple on the grass and then reverses the powers of 10, delving ever deeper into the microscopic world of cells, molecules, and atoms. Each perspective shows a complete subworld, an order of things that explains in a nutshell how that world works. Miniatures provide this same function in stories, but what they show is not simply a factual sense of how the pieces of the story world fit together. They show what matters. Values become condensed and enriched in miniature. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is a story built on miniatures. In the opening sequence, Kane, on his deathbed, drops and shatters a glass ball paperweight that depicts a wooden cabin in the snow. This is a miniature of Kane's childhood, which he lost. Next comes a newsreel about Cain, which is his life story in miniature, but told from a distant pseudo-historical perspective. The newsreel introduces Cain's estate, Zanata, which is a miniature of the entire world, recreated behind walls for Cain's personal pleasure and dominance. Each miniature gives the audience a highly value-laden picture of this rich, lonely, and often tyrannical man. At the same time, the use of so many miniatures suggests one of the themes of the story. We can never know another person, no matter how many perspective and storytellers we use. The Shining. In The Shining, in the Shining, Jack Torrance, while procrastinating writing, views in miniature the huge garden labyrinth behind the hotel. Gazing down at it from directly overhead, taking the God perspective, he sees the tiny figures of his wife and son walking. This miniature is a foreshadowing a kind of miniature of time, of his attempt to murder his son in the real garden at the end of the story. I'll end there and pick up with big to small, small to big on page 174 tomorrow.